never get to Give her the head nod, oh my god Hello, welcome to Prince Drive by Track, I'm your host Darren And today we're going to be talking about Feel Better, Feel Good, Feel Wonderful Lotus Flower 3R, recorded on the 23rd of June 2006 at Paisley Park and first streamed on the 27th of June 2006, so three days later, um, and eventually released on CD on the 24th of March 2009. On the track, it is just Prince and nobody else. Uh, the track is 3 minutes 52 and joining me to talk about today is Erica Thompson. Hello, Erica. Hello. Um, now, I will have to, throughout this episode, make sure I do not say feel good, feel better, because uh, even the person who put the title on the back of the CD set, uh, which contained both Lotus Flower and MPLS Sound, put that title the wrong way around. Um, and I would say it feels more natural to say feel good, feel better, but uh, I don't know. Prince decided that feel better, feel good was the other way around that he wanted to do it. Um, and like I said, this was streamed, although only like um, a minute and 25 of it on um, the lotusflower.com site, uh, which was set up around the time that Prince uh, announced Lotus Flower. Um, and he had a number of songs on there where he had, he, I think he had all of Crimson and Clover on there for people to listen to. Um, and then he had other songs where there were just like, you know, a minute or 30 seconds of them. Uh, for people to kind of listen to, and this is one of those songs. Uh, I do remember a friend in uh, 2006, I think it was, or 2007, sending me a link to lotusflower.com uh, and, you know, saying, oh, there's a few new Prince songs on here. He know, You know, he's a Prince fan, he knows I was a Prince fan. Uh, and I remember kind of going onto it and um, wondering what on earth was going on with the graphics because it was basically the artwork that makes up the... MPLS sound and Lotus Flower covers and it is extremely garish and I was like this just looks I don't know what is going on here like I don't know what's happened this seems like someone has um, you know thrown literally all the colors onto the website um, so that was a, a bit of an odd experience listening to it like that um, and then you know a few years later Prince finally gets around to putting it onto an album and uh, you know I think uh, in terms of like a genre um I don't know. I guess I would say to me, it feels like it's kind of like a, a I would say funk song. Maybe uh, it feels like it's kind of in that genre. There's, you know, uh, there's a lot of kind of uh, I don't know, I, like it's hard for me to kind of nail it down. It feels like one of the kind of more odd songs that are on this uh, on this particular album, um, you know, which mostly I would say most of the album, you know, is kind of got like a rock base, uh, obviously with MPLS sound being more kind of like, you know, synth and dance based. Um, so, uh, I don't know. It's kind of feels like a, a rock funk song to me. Yeah, I, um, I, I guess I would say funk too, and kind of like a little bit of a tribute to James Brown too. Um, I will say that I love how the guitar from Colonized Mind before this song kind of bleeds into this song. I think that's a really cool effect. And I think the bass is a really standout instrument. And I don't think I'd ever really looked at the credits to see who was doing one on this song. So it's kind of cool that it's just Prince. And, you know, I always just assumed that there were actual horns on this. So I don't know, Darren, do you think, I guess, is he just achieving that sound through keyboard or, or some other way? But I always thought there were live horns on this. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I think that the, you know, like uh, when Prince first you started using, you know, like synthesizers and stuff, I don't think that the horn sound was particularly good, <laughs> which is why I think eventually he kind of sought out, you know, 
uh, you know, Atlanta Bliss and Eric Leeds, you know, cause, so he could get that real horn sound. Um, you know, and obviously a lot of his earlier songs, when he performed them live, he replaced some of the synth lines with horn lines. Um, but yeah, I, th I think by the time you get to the kind of, you know, early 2000s, I think the, you know, the ability for, um, you know, I don't know if it's maybe uh, sampled real horns and then they are being, um, you know, played on like a sampler and that's how he's getting like the the sound, um, you know, maybe combined through a synth. But, um, you know, it sounds like real horns, but obviously, um, you know, the credits just say it's Prince. So uh, I'm going to assume the credits are accurate at this time and that he merely achieved the horn sound by uh, using a combination of samplers through uh, through synthesizers. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's the thing is as well is like, I think it's probably in terms of like, you know, a fake horn sound, it's probably the best that they, you know, that Prince has ever had, um, you know, and kind of the most convincing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, again, this is another song, uh, as has happened on the last few albums that is kind of missing a chorus aside from just the title being repeated. Um, so you have these kind of very long verses, um, and then you get to this, you know, just feel better, feel good feel wonderful um which i you know i guess is prince uh, trying to motivate people or something i, I don't know um uh, and you know he'll then have like another very long kind of verse uh, and a little bit of a bridge and then he'll tell us once again feel better feel good <laughs> feel wonderful um uh, but i don't know I, I i really like kind of i mean again this is kind of you know mostly some kind of like um uh, i would say kind of like an upbeat um kind of funk song um, obviously, he says the word funky in it, so that kind of gives it away just a little bit. Um, where he's talking about, you know, you thought this game was over, you know, you tried to do me like my good brother Steve. I don't know who Steve is um, and who's tried to do Prince, um, but he's got another funky trick up his sleeve. Um, you know, you, ex you expect me to freak on you, but, you know, uh, you're a little bit more. You ain't getting nothing but well wishes and flowers galore. Um, so it's, I don't know, it's kind of Prince just declaring that he is, um, as he's done in a number of songs up until this point, um, you know, very good. And, um, you know, how, how good he is here is, is kind of how he's, um, I mean, later on in the song, he actually says, um, uh, he says, uh, you know, uh, let's, let's groove to the purple rock and roll, which I mean, I, I always feel at this point in his career, whenever Prince puts the word purple in, it's kind of very self-conscious. And, you know, maybe earlier in his career, he maybe wished he hadn't have said anything about the color purple uh, because it just becomes this thing. And on um, on 2010, when he refers to himself as the purple Yoda as well, like it's and it feels a little bit self-conscious with him putting the word purple into stuff. Um, this this kind of late stage in the game. But yeah, I don't know. I just I kind of love this 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 idea of Prince um, kind of in the verses being a bit kind of I don't know, kind of confrontational, but still kind of upbeat. And then just kind of get into the kind of chorus line of feel better, feel good, feel wonderful. Um, it's I don't know. It's it's one it's one of the it's just one of those songs that is kind of very fun. And you know, you I don't think you can kind of not I don't know. You can't. I, I don't think you can be kind of sad listening to this song. Like it's so upbeat and kind of um, peppy. And I think by the end, if you're not feeling good, better, or wonderful, then I think Prince has failed. <laughs> I agree. And I you know I love 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 the lyrics on this song and I think I would describe it as like kill him with kindness but like wrapped in cockiness <laughs> so there's um speculation that this song is about record labels 
And, um, you know, there's uh, Prince went on Tavis Smiley and talked about the song. And unfortunately, I, you, I don't think you can find that part of the interview online. You can just find maybe about 10 minutes. Um, so if you go, the funny thing is, if you go on Prince.org, they're like folks are fighting over what the song means and who Steve is. So like a lot of people think Steve is Stevie Wonder. And I think that's what I originally thought when I heard it, because it's like you're trying to do me like my good brother Steve and People think that Prince might be referencing, you know, troubles that Stevie may have had with Motown or, or other record labels in that sense. And um, so it could be that, but Steve might be another lab record label executive, so I don't think we really know. And, and until I can find that Tavis Smiley clip, I guess I can't really offer an opinion, but I do listen to it and that Prince is talking to record labels or the industry. And, and I... Um, you know, I especially like, <coughs> pardon me, I especially like when he says, you know, I've got a guitar that will part the sea. And it, like, I kind of think of it like, you know, Prince is saying these record labels or Warner have like has really done me dirty, but I'm still going to wish you well. And I'm still going to keep putting out music for you. And I will even partner with you here and there for distribution, as he had done around this time. But, um, you know, I've got to like take it to Bible study, Darren. <laughs> So bear with me. So obviously when he says, I've got a guitar that will part the sea, he's comparing it to the staff of Moses in the Bible, parting the Red Sea. But what I also love is he takes that like metaphor even further when he says, don't mean no disrespect. I ain't trying to brag, but that might be the same one that tapped on the crag and brought forth the water that quenched your thirst. But we'll keep feeding you. But first things first. So in the Bible, in Exodus 17, Moses actually brings forth water from a rock. Um, so I, I just really love how, like, Prince used that metaphor um, as the staff as his guitar to say, like, hey, I'm giving you all this great content, you know, so be grateful for it. And, hey, like, no hard feelings. I'm still going to give this to you. <laughs> at this point, I would think he'd he'd have enough uh, of taking shots at record uh, labels and stuff you know you, you think he would have worked it through um you know this this album uh was distributed um you know uh, i think for like if i remember rightly it was sold very cheaply for like a, a you know a double album um and that enabled it to kind of get to number one uh, in the billboard independent albums um and it was on the charts for 20 weeks you know like uh, he'd had success with emancipation because obviously as a triple album uh, all sales counted three times um, but that dropped off the charts pretty quickly. But this one kind of stuck around for, you know, more than half a year on, on most of the album charts. Um, so it was, you know, definitely more successful commercially. And it was, you know, effectively distributed by MPG Records. Um, so, like, I, I, it feels weird that he's then still taking shots at record labels. But I don't know. At this point, it just becomes one of those subjects that Prince seems to, like, return to once in a while where he's just like... You know, I mean, th th we're obviously a few years away from him making the deal with Tidal. Um, and that kind of felt like the logical end to his kind of dispute with with record companies was, you know, aside from giving albums away for free in newspapers and stuff, like just having something being exclusive on one particular service feels like Prince has kind of and cut out the middleman all, you know, completely. It feels like Prince found his kind of natural kind of distribution method right there. Um, obviously something he tried with MPG Music Club to a slightly less successful extent. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I just kind of like how upbeat and yet, I mean, there's still just that kind of tiny hint of bitterness in there of, of like Prince being like, look, I'm, I'm really, I'm really good. You know, like I've got a great guitar. I can, you know, I've got this great horn part, but I, you know, I'm saying feel, feel, feel better, feel good, feel wonderful. But at the same time, there's still just a little tiny bit of like, you, you know, you, you, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I kind of like that he, he, he does this kind of upbeat thing, but it's still there's still just a tiny bit of like resentment for a battle that basically he won, you know, like a decade earlier, and you know most people are, are, are kind of, you know, have really moved on from there, but um, you know he still kind of is is kind of going over that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, th I think the funny thing is. You know, talking about Stevie Wonder and Motown, Stevie Wonder actually did really well out of his Motown thing because obviously, you know, they tr they tried to kind of give him a, a bad contract, and he said, "Well, I'll just go elsewhere then." And you know, I'm 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 basically a phenom. It doesn't really matter where I go. I'm going to sell tons of records. And he ended up getting like a really good deal with Motown, which is why I don't know that, like the kind of you try to do me like my good brother Steve really fits there because. You know, the Jacksons got a worse deal from Motown. And obviously the fact that I'm calling them the Jacksons because they were legally not allowed to be called the Jackson Five. Like, you know, they they were the ones that got the raw deal from Motown. I, you know, I think, you know, Stevie Wonder actually did quite well out of Motown. Uh, even to this day, you know, he you know, he still he, he did really well out of that deal. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll let people debate who Steve could be. But um, it, I, it just feels that if it was Stevie Wonder, he would say Stevie because that's how everyone knows Stevie as, you know, like so. It just it just feels I don't know that anyone in the world has ever called Stevie Wonder Steve. It would just be like it would just be a very odd way to refer to him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I do like this kind of stuff of like I don't mean you no harm, but I still got your back. You can come and drink my wine. As a matter of fact, just feel good. Feel you know like wishing these good sentiments, but at the same time sticking it in between <laughs> these kind of just slightly bitter and yet still upbeat. Like the whole song is still kind of you know really fun and kind of playful. Um, you know, even though this is obviously a topic Prince has covered many times before, it doesn't feel like he's as serious here as he has been on other kind of, you know, songs that were about record disputes. Um, you know, I'm thinking about in particular, um, uh, what's the song on Diamonds and Pearls where he has the, uh, the exchange? Is that, is that the end of? Oh, I know what you're talking about with Tony, yeah. with Tony M. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't remember which song that is now. Um, is it Daddy Pop or is that no? It might, it yeah, it might be Daddy Pop. Is it? I think I it might know. be. Yeah, we'll have to, yeah, we'll I, have to look it up. It, it, was, it was like more than it was more. It's been more than a year since I talked about Diamonds and Pearls, so uh, I've talked about it a lot more since. But yeah, like so, it feels like that felt like that was a serious attack. You know, the whole kind of you know my lawyers, my lawyers, like all that, all that kind of stuff. That felt like it was more serious. This just feels like kind of a bit, a bit silly, really. It's like Prince kind of <laughs> being very upbeat and kind of being a bit boastful, and then talking about how people want to sue him, but you know, still saying feel better, feel good, feel wonderful. And I think by the end of the song, I, I still do kind of feel wonderful about it. You know, like it's, it, it, it's probably one of my favorite songs on Lotus Flower. You know, there's a few songs on here that I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this this double set anyway. Uh, in particularly MPLS Sound, obviously I'll talk about that more once I get to MPLS Sound. Um, but I think I prefer everything on Lotus Flower over MPLS Sound. Um, but even then, on this album, there's very few tracks that I really kind of listen to, you know, just kind of, you know, out of the blue. And uh, this is one of those, you know, uh, I just, like, if you just want to feel slightly upbeat by the end, you know, if you're feeling a bit down, listen to this and you'll have to feel kind of slightly uplifted just a little bit by the end. Uh, mainly because Prince just keeps saying, feel better, feel good, feel wonderful. 
Um, so I would say for me, probably, uh, I don't know, a solid four out of five, I'd say. Um, you know, it's it's well produced and, you know, Prince is have, clearly having fun on the track as well. And, I you know, I always like when Prince just has a bit of fun with, uh, with like, a subject when he's just like... You know, even if he is revisiting it for like the 20th or 30th time at this point, it's still nice that he's just doing it in a bit more of a playful way than he had before. Yeah, I um, I agree. I would actually maybe do a three out of five. And I really do like this song. And I and I, you know, share your thoughts about liking Lotus Flower over MPLS sound. Um, but I, um, I, you know, it's a good song, but when I think about other songs in his catalog, I have to kind of drop it down to a three, but I also want to talk about his voice on this song, uh, cause he's singing in his lower register and he's kind of pushing his voice a little bit and he's got like a nice rasp to it. And I really, I, I really enjoy that as well. And then also, like we mentioned earlier, he's doing everything, the bass, the horns, and also he has some great hand claps in there as well. So I really enjoy that. But I would say a three out of five. Now, obviously, we've talked about the uh, performance on Jay Leno, um, and he performed it occasionally in two thousand nine. Uh, but you know, the performance on Jay Leno is maybe the most kind of significant performance he did that year. And then after two thousand nine, um, he he didn't really perform it. <laughs> so um, you know, I I, I guess it's, it, I, it's the same with pretty much all of his songs about record companies. He kind of he kind of will perform them for a little while, and then I think he'll feel like he's made his point. And then he'll kind of, you know, drop them and move on to another song about record companies, you know, from a different album. Um, and I, I'm guessing that's probably what happened. Although I find it unusual that he kind of, you know, there's a few songs on these on these albums, um, you know, from Planet Earth and Lotus Flower and MP Less Sound, that he kind of sat on for years. And the fact that he sat on this song for like almost three years um, at this point is kind of interesting because... You know, there's a lot of songs that he recorded in 2004 that didn't show up until Planet Earth. And then there's a lot of songs he recorded in 2005 and six that didn't show up until Lotus Flower and MPLS Sound. <laughs> so um, I don't know. It's, it seems like Prince slowing down a little bit and kind of, you know, keeping songs around uh, instead of just kind of recording them and uploading them the next day. Uh, it seems seems a bit more like he's willing to kind of go back and work on the songs a bit more. Um, you know, so I don't know. I just find, I find that interesting at this particular point in his career. Um so I feel like we said about as much as we can about feel good, feel better, feel wonderful. See, I knew it would happen. I've, I said it in the wrong order. Um, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Erica? Sure. I write about Prince and spirituality at apurpledayindecember.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss, M-I-S-S underscore E Thompson, E-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Unless, of course, you are Jake Leno and you've got some stories about Prince. By all means, do email me. Uh, thanks once more for being my guest here, Erica. Yep. Keep your mind in the vertical motion, always looking up. <laughs> And otherwise, goodbye. Somewhere in the